All right. So it's your boy, Marcus Holmes, um, here, the blended family guy. We're going to be talking about on today's broadcast. Oh, there's there's my lovely wife. So, y'all, one thing that we always got to remember to to um, let you know is that, oh, and here's my son. He wants to um, also be a part of this. So, Major, there's there's Major right there, y'all. Okay. All right. Um, is that this is a real, this is real, right? We're, we're not giving you um, a fake, um, you know, <laughs> we're not giving you fake news. Um, like my wife right now, she's not going to be able to join us on the broadcast today um, because she's getting ready to take my son and one of his friends to um, Urban Air so they can hang out. Um, she had to do some ministry work today over at Christ Temple. I heard they had a great time over there. And um, she wants to spend some time with the little guy. So again, there'll be times when I'm not here. There'll be times when um, she's not here. This will be one of these times, but um, we're gonna be talk, touching on something I think that some is very taboo. Um, it's sometimes I like my, my kids, um, sometimes I don't. I think I love them sometimes, but sometimes I wonder, uh, do I? And I just want you to know that it's okay to feel that way sometimes, okay? It's okay to feel that way. Um, so we're gonna be touching on a few of those things. We're gonna, we're gonna hit it hard, but I want you to know, um, if you're wondering, if this is your first time tuning in, I'm the blended family guy. This is just a a ministry um, that me and my wife have regarding blended families. We are a blended family. We absolutely enjoy helping families, uh, taking them from just surviving to overwhelmingly thriving. We want you to learn from our mistakes. We are still not perfect and never will be. We're just going to continue to give it to you real live and uncut. The reason why is um, that's the way it was delivered to us. We had some really great uh, mentors, um, you know, that that helped us along the way. And um, we're very appreciative of it. So, you know, we're, we're, we're glad to be here um, as my wife is getting ready to walk out the door. Um, you know, she's sending me little signals. I'm trying to stay trying to keep my concentration. But um, you can't multitask. He'll, oh, he'll tell you that there's no there's such no thing such as thing as multitasking. Yes, there's no such thing, no such thing. So, um, I'm giving her uh, <laughs> as as the old school people would say, I'm giving her some yeah some some money. Mm. So that's the other thing. If I'm gonna, she's 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 My. yeah. Babe, hold on one oh. second. Yeah, this is real, right? All right, so you know, and this is part of this is part of what what it what it boils down to is that you know, I will, I love the investment in our children, um, but that costs money. So you know, I think in the month of December we're going to be talking about finances. We're going to be having some uh, world class financial planners on um, that are just going to be talking about. Um, life insurance and how to plan and um, 
getting down to the nitty gritty. You know, one of those is, um, you know, my wife is the Grinch um, and, you know, my husband uh, just spins like there's no tomorrow. So that's that dichotomy that you have in marriage sometimes. And we're going to be have, talking on that and hashing that out. So really good stuff. Um, I'll tell you, really excited to talk, touch on this topic because um, we were there, right? We, <laughs> during our daughter's adolescence, there was a time, and if Camille was here, she's at Howard right now. I think she, she's still at uh, NDC celebrating Howard's homecoming, which occurred this weekend or is going on this weekend. So um, she couldn't be on the show, but oh, I wish she could be on the show because there were times when she was at that 16, 17, 18, 19 year age, 13, did it start at 13? See, with, with, with the moms, it can start as early as 13. Yeah. Now she loved me, but her and my wife, woo wee. So. No, she loved me too, but we loved each other. You know, you knew. Yeah, y'all loved each other, but Chris, there were times you did not like Camille and you told her that. Okay. Now, so. She didn't like me. Oh, I know. And, and that's what I was, uh, that's what I, I want to make sure we, we, um, <laughs> we understand is that it, it's hard sometimes. It's hard sometimes, right? So we're going to be touching on this broadcast. Um, hey, Chris, go ahead. I'm going to take the boys, but I'll just say this. I do approve of anything that this man says. He witnessed um, a lot of just the challenges that can happen between a mother and a daughter. And I know one day I'll understand what can happen between a mother and a son. But for now, my testimony that of a mother and a daughter and how when, you know, she's becoming a young woman, you know, I know that there can be challenges, mom. So please listen to him, because one thing I can say is I'm grateful that you were there, because I know there are a lot of women that, you know, if you have a, a uh, do I want to say passive type husband who may avoid um situations, you know, like he doesn't like confrontation, then your relationship with your daughter during her adolescence was mm. probably very, very rough. Mm. Because if you didn't have a man that could step up and say, wait a minute, this is my wife and you're not going to talk to her like that. You had a rough time. And I'm so grateful that you were there never disrespecting uh, Camille, but never. you know, just being willing to check her when she needed to be checked to help her understand that no, there was a, there was uh, a hierarchy to our home and then you were not the boss of us you know it, just so right. she could understand that yeah and i think that it has caused her to respect and honor us and honor our marriage so that one day when she has children she'll have something to look back on that she can yeah. say oh that's why they did that oh yeah so i'm that's the beauty that. that's the beauty of these facebook lives she's gonna, gonna be able to archive to these chris and we're and gonna be able to show them to her day. kids and i'll let her talk oh, yeah. about me because i didn't i didn't do it all right but you know all right so great i got you right. All right. Thanks, man. Okay. Hey, Taria, what's going on? What's going on, Taria? All right. So we're getting down to it, right? I think I like my kids sometimes, or I don't like my kids a whole lot of the time. I, I do love them, but sometimes I don't. I want you to understand that on this broadcast, you can be liberated to know that that's okay. You know why? Because you are still wrapped in flesh. <laughs> you have emotions, you have feelings, and sometimes it's hard raising 
these amazing children that we have while we're still learning as adults and parents how to live our life and how to navigate that um, the best possible way we can. So first off, um, let's talk about it, right? There's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong uh, with, with, with uh, where, where it is, where it is. Okay, so you're looking forward to it. Okay, Teresa, let's get down to it, okay? Let's get down to it. I'm trying to show some of these topic agendas on, um, let's do this again, let's try this again. All right, show it, all right, let's get that agenda in there. Agenda, let's share it. All right, we're gonna do this, guys. I love technology. Let's do it this way, all right, we're gonna show it. There we go. What do I do when I really don't like my spouse's children? Ooh. So if you're in a blended family and you don't, you just don't like your, your spouse's children, I would say this one, <laughs> you need to pray. Okay. First off, you got to pray. And I, and I, and I don't say that sarcastically. There are times when two couples, uh, they, they get married, a couple gets married. They have, uh, you know, of course, the, the children from the previous marriage and you just don't you have not formed that relationship. So, you know, what do I do? How do what, what do I do? One. You're going to have to you're going to have to learn how to connect, how to connect or reconnect with your children or your bonus children. Right. I hate the word. And you'll hear me say this. I hate the word stepchildren. Um, it either needs to be step up children or bonus children or. Um, what, whatever you call it, I just hate the word step. So what do you, what are those things you, you must do? Well, for one, you've got to pray about it. Okay. Why you need to get yourself right. One, you need to look at no matter what the age range is, whether those children are two years old or 20 years old or 40 years old, if you were, you were, coming into their life, a part of their father or mother, that can be hard. That transition is hard. And a lot of people don't understand. If you were with me on one of my broadcasts, I think it was from last week or the week before, we were talking about the stress of a blended family. The average marriage to deal with the, the stress involved of collaborating, and this is with no children involved. It's not a blended family, just a normal marriage you know, two people get married in a year or two or three or four years later, they have children. It takes about seven years to blend, right? And really start clicking and finding that rhythm. But it's still, it can be a little bit of a stress, right? Because you're, you're learning each other. You're in a house now and the mask is coming off and you're really learning how to deal with each other um, with the real you, I hope you are. But a blended family, has to go through that within the first two to three years. So within the first two to three years, you're expending, you're, you're experiencing tremendous, tremendous stress. So you've got to pray. And I, and I really say this, if you are about to get married, entering a blended family, and you have not had the opportunity to have some good blended family coaching, some good marital counseling, my suggestion is you do it and you do it quickly. And my suggestion is you do not get married until you do. Why? Because those are some of the things that need to be considered. You, you need to see if you, you work well 
not only with that husband that you're about to marry, that wife you're about to marry, but that those children and those children's parents on the other side and their grandparents, all that, you are marrying into that family. And you need to make sure that that is what you really want, right? So one, you got to pray about it. Two, have the conversation in the spirit of love and not frustration. Well, what do you mean by that, Marcus? What I mean is after you've prayed about it and said, Lord, I need to make sure my heart is right. I need to make sure that I'm looking at this in the right frame of mind. I might be a little frustrated by, you know, the baby mama drama, the baby daddy uh, drama. I just want to love my husband. I So we're speaking in the context of a blended family, right? You have to have the conversation with your, your spouse about your feelings, right? Now, this is after you've prayed about it and made sure that you've asked for forgiveness of any feelings that you have that are wrong. All right. So you got to one, pray about it two have the conversation in the spirit of love and not frustration. And then what's number three? What's number three? It's having that. It's recognizing, right, that you want to love these kids. Now, let's bring this back into the context of just children, whether they're blended or they're your children by blood. The, the, the ultimate goal of you being a parent is the fact that you, you don't want to win or try to win every battle. You want to win the war. So let, I'm going to bring up a story of me and my daughter. So again, um, uh, background, if, if some of you, this is your first time listening to our broadcast, um, when I married my wife, my daughter had just turned or had turned seven. And uh, when we first met, she was five. Now, you fast forward to her adolescent, her teen years, you know, 14, 15, 16, 17. Um, we raised her, and I love my daughter, never, ever, ever once in her entire life ever called her my stepdaughter. She's mine. Um, she's my daughter. I love her. Um, would do anything for her. Okay. So, but there was a time that I, that I had to show Camille better than I could tell her that I love my wife and my wife will, would never take a backseat to her. So during her adolescent years, she, she really, really <laughs> had a mouth on her. And that's why I had told her, we would ask her, hey, Camille, what do you want to be when you grow up? Well, dad, I don't know. I said, well, because you're so mouthy and you're so, <laughs> you're so confrontational and you're going to be a lawyer. So we told her, hey, you're going to be a lawyer. We told her. And that's what you have to do with your kids sometimes. When they don't know what they want to be in life, you let them know what they want to be. You let them know what they're going to be until they figure it out based on their personality. Right. So we told her she was going to be a lawyer. She was very mouthy. And I had to constantly tell her when she was about 16 or 17, Camille, we do not mind you providing your opinion. We are raising you to be an independent thinker. We want to let you know we respect your opinion, but not. But it's how you say it, your tone. Well, Camille had a problem. Right. With her mouth. So I had told her, I said, now, Camille, if you if you can't learn to respect your mom, regardless of what you of what she's saying, it's not if you agree, but it's how you your tone in responding. So I had to put my daughter out 
So yes, y'all, at about the age of, I think it was 17, um, I think it was her junior or senior year, I believe it was her junior year, I had to kick Camille out of the house. And she and my wife, although she knew it needed to be done, she actually, <laughs> I had to pray for my wife, right? Now, that was one of those battlefronts that I was not willing to acquiesce on. Um, because the, the point is, guys, that, and, and let me go back to this point number three, recognize that it's important to win the war for your children. You don't, you're not trying to win every battle. Um, Pastor Brett Jones of uh, Grace Church said something that was so key on one of our, our uh, uh, interviews with him, is that you, the goal is to win the war, the heart of your children. Not to win every battle. It wasn't about us trying to figure out or trying to let her know we were right. But in that instance, I had to draw the line. And so, again, did we hated her personality. It wasn't her personality. It was her, her um, this behavior. We hated it, right? Loved our daughter, but hated her behavior. And we did not like her at that time. We didn't like being in her presence. We would go out to eat. We wouldn't invite her. Um, we would we would go out and just say, you know what, you stay home. We would try to sneak out sometimes and just say, hey, you know what? We did not like Camille at that time. And 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 she knows that now, right? I mean, she knew it back then because we were very real and upfront with her. It was a very difficult time. We didn't like her. Didn't like her behavior, loved our daughter, would have done anything. She knows that. But there were some battle lines that were being drawn. So I want you to understand this. One, pray about it. When you don't like your children and you're trying to confront behavior, um, pray about it. Pray over yourself that past hurts, past challenges, past transgressions against you as a child that you're not carrying out into, you know, you're not, you're not placing it on them. Two, have the conversation in the spirit of love and not frustration. Don't ever have a conversation with your children when you're frustrated. All right, go play some golf, go to the sauna, go work out, go to a movie, and then have the conversation. Three, recognize that we are in a war for winning our children's heart. All right, stop trying to win every battle. Stop trying to win every battle. So, you know, if you're trying to win their heart, I mean, look at it from two different two different places. Right. One, um, it, you've got to recognize, are you in it to win their heart or are you trying to be right? And so that's that's one thing you got to worry about. All right. Now, now here, here's the top five reasons. And this goes into the psychology of why some parents um and I know some of us see it. I think sometimes, um, I don't know if you've questioned it. One, I've never had to, thank God, I've never had to question the love for my children. All right, now, I've had to always ask God, check me to make sure I'm loving them properly according to the word of God and not based on how I was raised. Because sometimes, again, how we're raised might not have been the best way. Now, I had amazing parents. I had the best parents in the universe. I thank God I have no regrets on how they raised me. Okay. But what I am saying is we still want to go according to the word of God and how we raise our children. Okay. So um, here's the, 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 the top five reasons people don't love their kids. And I want you to ask your, yourself these questions. And if you 
fall into any of these categories, one, I ask that you're open and honest with yourself. Two, you try to get some help. You get some help. Don't try. Get some help. Right now, these these five reasons come from uh, a psychologist out of I think it's psychology today. And I cannot remember the gentleman's name. But before we end this broadcast, I'll make sure to um, give him the credit that he so deserves. So here are the top five reasons. And I want to expound on them. Number one, parents have negative self image and extend it to their kids. You can't love a child if you don't even love yourself. And I think that's what's going on in the world today. You have a, a, a lot of our younger um, people, a lot of our millennials and younger had kids when they were very young, but it was at a point when they were still trying to find their identity. And statistics say that most children that have children when they're young, before they're married, uh, and you couple that, you know, before they're married, they're young and they have children. Most of the time um, they have difficulties in raising those children. Why? Most of the time is because they never had a chance to really find their identity. A lot of a lot of them were dealing with lack of confidence themselves. Right. And so they extend that to their children. So top five reasons people don't love their kids. Um, number one. Like I said, parents, um, parents have a negative self image and extend it to their children. Um, number two, which I think is huge as well. Parents who are immature view their kids as a burden. Wow. I have seen that. Um, and again, I am not perfect. I have I there have been times when we were in our blended family <clears throat> dynamic and it was tumultuous at sea. We were on the blended family ship. Things were tumultuous, right? And I viewed my daughter as a burden. I viewed her, never said it to her, never said it to Crystal, but, and it was, and it should, and it was never the case. She's never been a burden. But sometimes when you're having that, you're out of sync and out of rhythm with your wife, you can start thinking along those lines that she, you know, my children, she's a burden to me. And there's several factors that can play into that. One, how you were brought up, right? Um, if you're immature and you weren't really cultivated and you weren't in a very nurturing environment when you were a child, you can view having children or children as a burden. That's number two, right? Parents who are immature view their kids as a burden. And if any of these fall on you, you know, just again, you got to deal with it straight up, Rec you know, try to figure out the why, the root cause of why you're feeling that way and take it from there. And then here, here's the other one. Many parents can't accept loving expressions from children or of children. Here's why. Um, and the psychologist, uh, this doctor made a very good point. Um, if if you have you ever seen somebody who can be very grouchy, um, you know, they're on a plane and you have the child that, uh, again, they're on the plane. It's a baby or it's a toddler and they're crying or, you know, they're making loud noise. But you see some people who just scowl right at it. They just scowl. 
I, I sometimes wonder, are, do those people just not like children? Do they not remember that they were a child at one time that, uh, you know, <laughs> and, and, and I realize, you know, many parents can't accept loving expressions of children because no love was expressed towards them as a child. And so I bring this into a, a, a really a valid point, right? Some people don't need to ever have children. Uh-oh. And again, this is this is straight up being real. I know that there's some people that have that have children who wished they never had them. I hate that they feel that way. But after they felt, you know, that that honesty um, and they had that real, you know, they, they either had some counseling and they and they really asked themselves. They realized that if they had it to do over again, they wouldn't have had children. That's huge. I don't know what I would do if I ever felt myself in that position. So what do you do when you feel that way? One, you got to get some help, right? Because one, these are your children. You did have them and they're your responsibility and they need to get everything in their life that you didn't. So they don't carry on that tradition of possibly having children, but really not knowing how to express affection and those things that children need to have, or anybody for that matter, all right? Now, here's number four. Parents have unresolved trauma in their own life, and that is the reason why they don't love their own kids. How many of us are going through that, right? Um, good friend, Pastor Eric Anderson, um, we were talking today about bitterness and unforgiveness. How many parents can't connect with their children they don't even they can't even love their children because of unresolved trauma from their past or former life. That's huge. So here's what I want you to understand. All right. If you are a step up parent with bonus children, I want you to make sure that you reconcile in your heart any past trauma that is preventing you from loving those children as much as you can. Secondly, it's okay if you don't like your children's behavior, right? You have to remember, guys, there were times in our life, and Camille didn't like us either, and guess what? We did not care. There were some things we just absolutely did not care about. She was ours, <laughs> right? We loved her to pieces, but she, you know, the family line had been drawn, and if she crossed it, we were going to speak up. We weren't going to allow it. But I will tell you this, that we have a great relationship today because we did establish boundaries. But we did not like her sometimes. Ooh, Camille, when you look at this broadcast, you know, we didn't like you sometimes. We loved you, but we did not like your behavior. And so it's okay, parents, if you don't like your children. It's okay. Now, were there times when we... we we were like, do we love this girl? I mean, now there were, I'm just kidding. We always knew we loved our daughter, but parents, I just want to say this. And I, I'm praying for any parent that is going through this seriously. If you are having trouble um, connecting with your children, I ask that you get help. I ask that you speak to somebody that can help you. Um, there are resources out there. Don't check out on your children because why? Remember, they're going to learn from you and how they treat their children. 
And so to you step up parents, have the conversation with yourself first, pray about it. And remember, remember this, that they're children. They've been given unto you as a gift. Make sure that you take care of them and take responsibility for that. I leave you with this, that you know what? As, as a parent, my greatest job, one of my greatest jobs, first of course, is to be the best husband I can be, second to be the best father. Um, my goal is to not pass on any bad habits to my son or my daughter, right? I don't want that seed of a bad habit to flourish in their life and how they treat their children. So I'm constantly checking myself. You as a parent, constantly check yourself. Whatever it is, God will let you know what you need to change. And out, even outside of that or within that, God has given us some great common sense. If there's things you need to stop doing in front of your children, stop doing it, right? We're all adults. Stop doing it. So I say this, and it's 629. All right, my wife tells me, babe, it's okay if you go over a few minutes. It's 629, but I said, you know what? We got to give them 30 minutes, babe. Well, she says, well, babe, we didn't, does it have to be 30? Can it be an hour? I, I don't know what that looks like yet. But I will tell you this. I'm timely, and I like making sure that I honor your time. If you're taking the time out to listen to this, I just want you to understand that I love you. I believe in families. They are the core, the nucleus of how this country, this world, this universe was designed to be built. Jesus was all about families. So let's make sure that we do everything in terms of the investment in making sure our families are the best. All right. Now, if you're wondering how to get in contact with me or how do you what 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 do you, what do you need to do to uh, stay up to date? One, you go to Marcus.homes.com. All right. You can go there. Uh oh. And if you're wondering about that, here's where, what else you can do. You can go to, um, I believe, on Facebook and you can run a search, but it's under Marcus A. Homes. Boom. That's the blended family guy. And you can also join our Facebook group where all these videos would be posted. If you want to run a search, we're also on YouTube. So if you're a YouTube person, you can find me. All right. Just go into YouTube and type the blended family guy. I'm going to be there. You'll see me. All right. You'll see the guy, the blended family guy on YouTube. And I'm trying to remember, oh, the blended family playbook is the, uh, Facebook closed group. All right. If you want to find that, you just go to Strong Blend uh, on Facebook. All right. I'm getting that out. You'll see it here in just a second. Strong Blend on Facebook. Strong Blend. Pound Strong Blend. Hashtag Strong Blend on Facebook. That's how you'll find us. I can't wait because I believe we have one more on children. Yes, we do. The 29th. One more on children for the month of October. Next month, the first Sunday in November is going to be an amazing event. We're gonna be talking on something very serious. Um, we're gonna be talking on fibroids. We're gonna to be touching on how that whole episode almost caused a divorce because of my selfishness. So this one is gonna be on the fibroids, the divorce, and my selfishness. 
and all three. This is going to be an hour broadcast. Um, it's going to we're going to go deep, guys, because a lot of my friends, uh, a lot of our friends, me and my wife, um, our friends are suffering from fibroids and a lot of them are scared like my wife was. And a lot of men don't know how to deal with that. A lot of husbands don't know how to deal with that. But I'm telling you right now, we're going to be touching on it. We're going to we're going to uncover and I'm going to put myself out there because I was selfish. All right. But those fibroids were doing a job on my wife mentally and physically. Right. So um, I want I want you to know this, that I'm excited. We're going to we got some really great topics coming up, some really great guests uh, that'll be on the broadcast here soon. All right. I want you to know this. Um, I love you guys. I believe in family. Let's go make it happen. Have an amazing week. Kiss your children. But before that, if you got a spouse, if you got a got a significant other, make sure you kiss them. Remember, family hierarchy, God, Jesus Christ, your spouse, your children. All right. Your family. Then your career, then service to your ministry and all that other stuff. So remember, when those things are in order and in place, things in life are going along much better. All right. Love you guys. I'm out. I'll talk to you later. My wife sends her love. I believe she's at Urban Air right now with the kids. I'll talk to you soon.